Welcome to What's On Your Mind with me, Jannie Rott. Durga Shivananthan used the law of attraction to completely transform her inner and outer world. She was struggling with her own mental health issues. She was also navigating a partner as well. And she's going to talk about not only her own personal mental health journey, but then also how she found herself in the professional field of working in substance use and substance abuse uh, work as well. Um, She worked with incarcerated people and kind of dealt with that journey while also navigating her own story. So this is a really interesting uh, episode that talks about mental health from all different types of perspectives. Some content warning here, there are mentions of suicide, depression, eating disorders, and substance use, misuse, and abuse. So thank you, Thurga, for sharing your story for this Mental Health Monday. Hey, Thurga, what's on your mind? Hi, Jannie. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to talk a little bit about my journey with mental health and how what seemed like such a curse I've been able to turn into such a blessing and really transformed my life. Um, When I was in my early 20s, I remember telling a therapist, I think I was born depressed. And I feel like like that really sums up my whole mental health journey. From the time that I was super, super young, um, I struggled with depression. When I was 11 is when I started cutting myself. And in my like teenage years, I developed an eating disorder, bulimia, and yeah, it was really intense. It was really rough. And, um, fast forward to today, I have really healthy (laughs) thought patterns. Um, I really love my life. I am an entrepreneur. I work for myself. Um, I'm a life coach and, you know, I moved to my dream city with my dog. I live in Los Angeles now and things have been really amazing for the past few years, but the journey has been such an inward sort of journey of honestly like manifestation. And it was when I first learned about the law of attraction at 18 is when I really realized the power that not only that our thoughts have in creating our reality, but also that we have in creating our thoughts. And I think a lot of the times, you know, so many people just kind of walk through life unaware of their thoughts. And, you know, we have this like negative voice inside us that can really harm us and hold us back. Um, Whether it's our voice or the voice of, you know, our parents when we were younger Um, or just society and what we think we can do or we can't do that voice that turns into these beliefs, these limiting beliefs that really hold us back. And so when I first learned about the law of attraction is when I kind of realized like, okay, maybe I do have more power over everything, you know, than I once thought I did. So yeah, I mean, over the last like 13 years, I guess, really, I've been like studying those principles and really integrating them into my life. Whereas first I was just trying to manifest peace and contentment. And like, I just kind of wanted to be able to like function at a baseline, like with other people, you know, like I wasn't depressed, like crying every day. I was depressed, like catatonic. 
where there are like periods of my life that um, I just don't remember because I was so dissociated and disconnected. Um, and yeah, so it's it's been a slow and steady sort of shift. So, you know, being able to kind of just get to that like homeostatic contentment and, and peace as my baseline and just being able to stabilize my mental health and then to go on to you know, pursue work that I actually enjoy and to cultivate relationships that make me feel good and that don't make me feel even worse about myself. And then, yeah, it's all brought me to this, you know, amazing life that I have now. Um, but it's super, I feel super compelled to share that because like, I'm not any more special or less special than anyone else. And we all like, so have that ability to change our life and do what we actually want to do. And, you know, everybody's worthy of like living a good life. And I think that it's, it's hard for us to sometimes feel like that, especially as like, when, for me, I struggled so much with self-worth, um, low self-worth, low self-esteem. I had such little value in myself. And so, you know, I changed all of that truly by thought work and by incorporating you know, these principles of manifestation into my life. Anybody can do that. Like it's available for everybody, you know? So, yeah. Wow. I'm trying not to get emotional because a lot of your words, I myself have said a lot of this for my own self, um, just in the past couple years. Um, so I know that your story is going to resonate with a lot of people. Um, I think one of the things that really stood out to me when you were just talking about all this is that negative voice that's inside of our head and that we all have one. Um, I'm in therapy myself and my therapist always, I think our first few sessions were me learning that self-care and self-compassion are two totally different things and that I can do self-care all I want. But if I'm not compassionate to my own self and show myself the same level of compassion and forgiveness that I give to other people, then that voice is just going to get louder and louder and louder. And then I'm going to be hard on myself for having that negative voice. Um, and I think it's really cool that your way of kind of tackling that voice and, um, you know, manifesting is directly to to counteract that voice that you hear. And it's not, it's not just broad, vague manifestation, but it's truly to kind of combat that, that negative voice. And, um, you were also saying that it's, you know, it's a, it, it was a journey to get here and I'm sure that it's a journey to be continued. It's not that once you, you know, get to this end point that everything's fine. <laughs> everything's great now. We're all good. <laughs> everything's done. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, wow. And so you were saying you were was it seventeen or eighteen years old that you learned about the law of attraction and manifestation? Yeah, I was eighteen, and who I I wish I could remember who it was, but somebody was like, "Have you ever seen The Secret?" And I was like, "No, I've never heard of it." And they were like, "I think you would like it." And I watched it, and it immediately resonated with me. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but it basically is just like, it's a very simplified explanation of what the law of attraction is. And there's a book, it's by Rhonda Byrne, but it's also like on Netflix, YouTube. Okay. Um, and so like I watched that and it resonated so deeply uh, because I kind of looked 
backwards, like back on my life on how I could have contributed to certain things or how like, you know, I always said that I was depressed and it became an affirmation. I kept saying it and Uh I in turn kept affirming that. And I, I leaned on that. And I remember when I like first got diagnosed with depression, part of me felt a sigh of relief because I was like, okay, there's like a reason that I'm like this. But then, you know, later on when I became a substance abuse counselor, working with my clients who struggled with addiction Mm -hmm. and they would identify themselves as addicts, which is, I don't like that word because you're not an addict, you're a soul, you're a person and you're struggling with an addiction, you know? And I would see so many times my clients leaning on that. It's like, oh, I'm just like this because I'm an addict or like, I'm an addict, I'll always be this way. And it just made me reflect on how, like, when I was struggling with depression, I would do the same thing, you know, and I just didn't believe that I could be a happy person. Like it was my beliefs. I really thought that I was just programmed this way. This is just how it would be. Cause that was all I knew. It was sort of my baseline. And, you know, around that time when I was like 18 or 19 and I learned about the law of attraction, I was so in the throes of bulimia, my eating disorder. Um, it was, it was so intense. And I just remember like learning about manifestation and just the power of our thoughts. And I kind of started noticing when thoughts would come up related to my eating disorder, that negative voice, you know, just telling me to do certain things like that compulsion, that urge. And I separated that voice. And that was the first time I ever kind of was able to realize that like, I am not my thoughts. Like they're just as external as like, the computer in front of me or, or anything else, you know, they're external and we can observe them and change them. And so all of the, you know, I went to therapists and stuff for my eating disorder, but nothing ever really helped me until I learned about the power of our thoughts and the law of attraction. And I just, for myself started to like separate that voice until it became farther and farther away from me. And, you know, that, that voice kind of dissolved So yeah, there are a few different things. I mean, I think it's about learning that that negative voice doesn't have power over you. Like you can always choose to change that thought. It's just a thought. It's just a sentence in your mind. Mm -hmm. And also like, you can just welcome it and say like, okay, I know you're telling me I can't do this. Like I feel this, this fear or this judgment or whatever, and I'm just going to let it be there and continue to do the thing anyway, or just continue to do what I want to do anyway. You know, I'm going to continue to follow my desires and heart, despite these negative thoughts that are telling me I can't do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have a a question and I want to preface this by saying like, I know I, my question is not to say that you are an expert in manifestation, but Mm -hmm. that it's obviously something that a practice that you've done to yourself and it's obviously working. So my question is coming from a space of that, if you're able to just answer it just from your own experience. But um, this is something that I've been slowly trying to practice myself. And I sometimes catch myself even thinking, you know, am I practicing manifest- manifestation by kind of s- saying these words out loud? Like, you know what, like, I'm going to be okay. This is, this is, this is not the situation. Um, and kind of talking myself uh, like that and kind of speak, speaking the truth into existence. And sometimes I catch myself going, well, am I just lying to myself? (laughs) 
And so I've wondered, you know, does that, does that conversation kind of die down at some point? And does that is, is what is the difference truly between manifestation and just kind of quote, ignoring, ignoring your feelings or ignoring the situation? Or I don't, I wonder how you've not, how you've had to navigate that. Oh my God, I have strong feelings about this. I'm so glad you just brought this up. Because, oh, I'm so glad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like just posted something on Instagram about how, like, if you want to learn how to manifest, you have to learn how to regulate your emotions. Like you have to look at your actual emotions and like how you really feel about things. And I think a lot of like the culture of manifestation online now, uh, because I, I've noticed it has become more like pervasive in recent years, but people are kind of just, just as you said, it's kind of the surface level, like everything's going to be okay. And yeah. you know, inside you're like, holy, <laughs> you know, but like, the freakouts are normal. And like when you're scared or angry or upset or jealous or whatever icky feelings come up, like all of that is normal. And I think what's really helped me with manifestation is when I started to it, integrate this whole part of myself. It's not like we're just like a fraction of a human that's positive and happy all the time. Mm. We're also sad and angry and whatever. Like we are this whole pie chart of emotions, right? And so if I was feeling something that wasn't so great, I would accept the feeling. Like I would just sit with the feeling, you know? And so, like you said, if there was like a situation that you were worried about, I would just like genuinely observe how you felt about that situation. And for me, a lot of the times I'll look into like what my fears are. I feel like a lot of it comes back to that because my fears can usually come back to a limiting belief that has to do with my own, like me being judged or my own worth mm -hmm. or my own ability to succeed in something. And it's about telling myself, like, this is ultimately not true. This belief that I have is ultimately not true. And I get to decide what the truth is. Like I get to decide my own reality. So what feels better about the situation? Like what thoughts could I create for myself that would help me to feel better about the situation genuinely, you know? And then I would like, foster thoughts that I could get my belief behind because it's never just about saying the affirmation. It's really about the feeling that you give it. The feeling is what attracts more of like the good that you're trying to attract, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you can say hollow affirmations all day, but it's not going to do anything if you're not putting the feeling behind it. Like that's, what's putting you on the vibration of the things that you want. So, yeah, okay. I think it's important to not run away from the icky stuff. We have to look at the icky stuff, like, you know, and it's not going to kill us and it's not going to mean that our manifestations won't come. In fact, I think it'll help us even more if we do accept all of these feelings that we have and use them to our benefit. Yeah, that's, I really like that distinction between a hollow, a hollow affirmation yeah. And an affirmation where you're acknowledging even the icky feelings behind it. I think, I think, mm -hmm. I think that's what I was struggling with. I think this is, that was perfect. That's exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. Yeah. yeah. I think if, if something isn't resonating, it's just important to like use an affirmation or say something that does resonate to you specifically, like something mm -hmm. that does feel like it can be true or that you can get your belief behind. All right. It's time for a quick break. And let's get back to it. You are an entrepreneur and uh, um, that also this, I, this 
facet of that, you worked in the area of substance use and that was in mm. fact, kind of, you were talking about like using person first language, which I love. I'm like such an advocate for person first language, like in anything. <laughs> and so, um, what has that experience been like working in this field that is so related to mental health, knowing that you're also on your own mental health journey as well? How, how is that for you? It's so interesting, you know, when I first went into, so I went into substance abuse before I, before I was an entrepreneur, before that was even a thing I thought I could do, like yeah. before it was even an option. Um, I, I went back to school, I got my master's in counseling and I went into substance abuse. And the reason I did that substance abuse specifically is because, um, I had somebody in my life for about nine years from the time I was like 15 until 24. Um, and it was like very intense and he developed a heroin addiction and just being alongside that, um, struggling with an eating disorder and, and depression while he was going through that, it was just chaotic and very wow. dark. Um, and I saw the ripple effects of not only how, you know, I was losing him more and more every day, but like how it was affecting everybody around him and me. And I mean, addiction is like, I could just talk about it for hours. Um, so that is what prompted me to go into substance abuse specifically, just because I saw how much it impacted him, how much it impacted me. And I knew who he was before the heroin use began. And I'm just like, you know, like these are just people and they're so misunderstood and they just need help. You know, it's like when you fall into addiction, it's like we all have coping skills. Some of them are more, um, I mean, addiction is like a really destructive coping mechanism, essentially. Some people overwork, some people overeat, some people, you know, find reprieve in drugs and alcohol and it spirals. And so that's kind of what led me to substance abuse in the first place. And I think because I had my own mental health struggles, it made me better able to empathize um, with mm -hmm. clients. I mean, I think I probably had a level of empathy to want to go into that field in particular, but I think especially just because I know what it's like to be in such a dark place um, and to struggle with emotional regulation, because I think a lot of that is tied into addiction as well. I think it has only helped me that I've suffered <laughs> with Aww. mental health issues because I, I was able to really, really help my clients. And that is like a feeling like no other. Um, so yeah, if I had to go through that to be able to help people like not relapse or, you know, get sober or maintain sobriety, it was just beyond, beyond worth it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think empathy is a very underappreciated and undervalued like skill set. <laughs> I think yeah. there's people can develop empathy from a lot of places. And sometimes it is because you've dealt with something firsthand. But I think that, like you said, that probably has brought a lot of value into your skill set as somebody who now helps clients um that probably makes people trust you also more too because you're not i mean going back to the hollow affirmations but you're not giving hollow advice or hollow counseling it's coming from a place of that you've have been on the other end of of some of this so you know what works and doesn't work and what pushes people away and 
yeah, that's very cool. So speaking of mental health, um, my favorite part of working in the field was what we just talked about, right? Just helping the clients, just sitting down in the office one-on-one talking. Um, All that being said, there are a lot of things about the mental health systems in this country, um, as well as the criminal justice systems in this country, because I did work with the offender population predominantly um, that I just didn't agree with. And I don't know why I'm like this, but if something is not in line with my morals, like I just physically cannot. (laughs) So I know that doesn't sound like anything's wrong with you. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) like you're very authentic to your values. I I physically could not. Um, And yeah, I I worked in several different, you know, arenas in the mental health space. And regardless of where I was, I kept coming up against the same things, you know, and it's like, all I wanted to do was help my clients. And that just never felt like the, the priority in any place that I worked in. So I left the field of counseling because I, I just felt like I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, I literally like, I'm from New Jersey originally. So I was living in New Jersey and I was like living in a different town where my job was. And I made a choice. I was like, I can either continue working here and continue living here because I have to pay rent. I was like, or I can just quit, move back in with mom and dad and figure it out. And the second option obviously wasn't the most comfortable, but for my like soul, I like had to. And so I moved back in with my parents. I gave them like a one month notice at my job, said bye to every single one of my clients. And I left and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I saved up some money and I was with my parents so I didn't have to pay rent, which I am very aware that that was a privilege that I had, you know, Mm -hmm. and I kind of just utilized like the principles that we started this conversation with, which is like the law of attraction manifestation. And I truly believe that like when you leap, a net will appear. And I really believe in taking like risks that feel good. Like even if something is really scary and it feels like a risk, if it feels right in my heart, then I feel like it's the right thing to do. So that prompted me to move in with my parents. And I was just like, I know like something good will come of this. And then about a month later, I saw an ad on like Instagram or Facebook and it was for a copywriting course. And so long story short, I like take this course. It's amazing. It's by this woman named Sarah Turner, who's now like one of my friends. She lives like 15 minutes away. It's just like so crazy how things work. Um, but I take the course, I learn about what copywriting is and I get some copywriting clients in the space of mental health and addiction. And suddenly I like have my own business and it was like in like less than six months, I had doubled my income from my previous like nine to five. And I was working like half the hours and it was just like insane what I what I was able to do because I didn't even know that a reality like that was possible. Like I thought you had to work in an office from nine to five and I, yeah, I thought it had to be 40 hours a week and I didn't know you could make more money for less hours and just like all these, all these things, you know, 
honestly, knowing Sarah really expanded my awareness of what's possible. So yeah, I started doing that and it was amazing because I was able to work with clients such as therapists and coaches who are in the mental health space. And I got to like write about mental health, which I love, but that piece for me was missing of just sitting down and having those conversations when I'm in, um, that are going to really help somebody like change their life. And I've learned like one of my values is being of service and I just, I like really needed that element again. And so that's kind of what prompted me to then go into life coaching. And predominantly for women who, you know, kind of vibe with manifestation and law of attraction, because it's what I used. And I think it would be out of integrity for me to try and help anyone in in any other way. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how that all worked. And it's been a crazy, crazy ride. Yeah. I, isn't that kind of the beauty of it? Like, look where you are now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would have never like, the way everything unfolded in my life, honestly, is nothing I could have ever planned, you know? And like when I was little, I thought I was going to be a journalist and my undergrad is in journalism. And so it's just crazy how I work for myself now and I live across the country and like my life is just, I could have never foreseen it being this way, but I feel so like aligned and authentic and in everything that I do and like life just feels really good and like cool. And I'm like, so, so grateful for that because even saying that out loud, it's like crazy because, you know, 10 years ago, it was, it was not, it was not, I was like a shell of a human. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so happy for you. I think you saying that you're feeling aligned and authentic to who you are. I mean, I've only talked to you for 30 minutes, but I feel like I can I, I can feel the energy of you and I can feel that you are very authentic. I mean, even just you going, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't, I can't do things that I don't agree with. I'm like, I know I, 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 I really respect that about you. <laughs> so, um, I'm so glad that you were willing to share, um, a piece of your story on this podcast. And I also love that there's all of these different experiences that you've had in your life, whether it's, navigating your own mental health issues or getting a degree in journalism and now look at where you are. It's like all those little pieces, you're still like you've taken a bit of that journalism. You've taken some of that, that firsthand experiences and you've, you've turned it into your, your, your present day, which is, which is beautiful. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all this. Thank you so much for anyone that is interested in learning more about you or becoming a client. How, how can they connect with you? Um, so my website would be a great place to go. It's www.therga.com. So it's T-H-U-R-G-A.com. Um, I hang out on Instagram a lot. So <laughs> it's three underscores Therga. Underscore, underscore, underscore Therga. And I have a YouTube channel. You can find links to everything on my Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was really lovely meeting you. And thank you again for sharing your story. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, all of the things. Thank you to all the supporters and sponsors of What's On Your Mind. Check out jannyrod.com for my latest updates. Well, friends, until next week.